We'd been fighting for ten straight days. I never felt tireder, dirtier, hungrier, or thirstier in my life. Finally, we got orders to head north along the main road. Our commanders figured they'd better give us a couple of days' break before we all bit the dust from exhaustion. Hell, nearly half of us were dead or wounded anyway. How are you going to win the battle without rifle squads? Impossible. After supper, we took turns sleeping and watching. With all we'd been through, you'd think the Nips would give us a break for one night. Hell no. On my second watch, probably three o'clock in the morning, I heard a terrible racket coming from a hole about twenty yards away. Had to be an infiltrator. I whipped Marlene to my shoulder and aimed but couldn't see much. Heard plenty, though. Screams, cursing, those terrible chunk sounds of a sword chopping into flesh and bone. Judd, get up, infiltrator, I says. And then came the footsteps. I couldn't get a beat on the zigzagging son of a bitch till he came right up on me. When he swung that samurai sword over his head, I raised Marlene's barrel to his chest and pulled the trigger. Jammed. Goddamn tropics. Hell on M1s. I closed my eyes, expecting to lose my head in the next second. Boom! Judd squeezed off a shot. Down came the Jap on top of me. His sword went clanging on the coral. I threw him off and checked to make sure he'd bought the whole nine acres. Deader than a bare rug. I'll be damned if Judd didn't put a bullet right between his eyes. Save my life. That's something you don't soon forget. Judd jumped out of the hole and scrambled toward the screams. By the sound of it, I knew those boys had suffered some horrible hacking. A part of me didn't want to look, but I made myself hustle over to help. Lila said, could you read one of the letters to me? Byron glanced up. Oh, sure, he said, restraining his surprise. Lila rarely showed interest in his obsessions. Their life together, like a big roll-top desk, had drawers and compartments they shared. But others they kept to themselves. Byron liked it that way. Growing up, he'd spent many hours alone and learned to appreciate his private spaces his research in writing, his distance running, his love for classical music, Bach and Mozart, his fascination with Old Testament history. Usually he balked at anyone invading his separate worlds, but the letters contained such ardor and pathos, he wanted to share their beauty with someone. Why not with his lover? He reached into the box and picked up the next letter in the yet-to-be-read pile and he said, you'll be surprised at the way Helen and Howard expressed themselves so passionately. Really? Lila said. Oh, yeah, just imagine. It's 1944, nearing the end of the war, and these two young lovers are now separated after only six months of marriage. Married? For only six months, Lila said. They were just learning to enjoy one another. Byron continued, he said, it's hard for us to understand what happened to these couples, to be pulled apart at a time when a man and a woman are learning to share the most intimate experiences together. Had to be heart-wrenching. Add to that the great possibility of never seeing your husband or wife alive again. Can you imagine? Well, I said, I don't know if I could have faced something like that. Byron met his wife's gaze and said, sometimes we don't have a choice. Life comes at you ready or not. Lila glanced at her hands and rubbed her finger across her wedding band and said, Please, read the letter. Byron continued. My darling Howie, 
It's been three long weeks, and I still haven't heard from you. I feel like dying. Not knowing is worse than anything. Did you make it through your first battle? Are you wounded? Did a Japanese submarine sink the ship carrying my last letter? Have you grown tired of writing me? These questions feel like knives piercing my soul. Forgive me for being so morbid, but I can't help it. Byron paused and looked up and said, You see, Howard had spent the last ten days in one of the bloodiest battles of the Pacific Theater. Almost half of his platoon had been killed or wounded. When the general sent in replacements to relieve his company, he finally got the chance to collect his mail. And he said, This is the second of three letters Helen had sent to him that he hadn't opened yet, because of the battle. He went on, 